Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. It is time for another Myth Monday episode. I am your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell. And today, we are going to hopefully prepare you for some time outdoors this fall. You know, it rains more in the fall than it does in the summer, hopefully. (laughs) Typically, it does. Um, And something we get asked about a lot, something we teach about a lot, is is rain gear and and rain clothing so we are going to address today that your water resistant or water repellent rain jacket is not waterproof what yes we're going to dive into that today but before we get started uh, let's share some thank yous i'll start just by saying it falls a busy time for us overnight trips several days of programs in a row keeping up with the podcast time away from home i just want to say thank you to my family you know it's hard Um, when we leave. So I want to thank my wife for uh, making this work and for my kids to always love me just as much when I come home as when I'm already there. Uh, We don't don't have consistent schedules at all. We never know uh, what the next week's going to look like when we're going to get a call to help somewhere uh, for teaching in the morning, teaching at night, Mm -hmm. teaching three days Mm -hmm. away and not having cell phone service. So um, our family being there, our wives being our rocks at home to come home to, keeping the kids safe fed and it's it's important to us so i'm very thankful for that yeah my thanks is for everyone listening again i just can't say that enough it's your support is is keeping us going so thank you thank you um and to all the makers of all the gear that i love i just can't (laughs) thank them enough because you know thinking back when there wasn't a lot of products it was difficult for people to to uh, obtain what they needed to to go out and to make things more comfortable. So yeah. as we're getting ready to talk about... Now you know, it's just confusing. Yeah, now it just gets confusing because there's so much. But you know what we're digging into today, I'm so thankful to have these products uh, to make it more comfortable. Yeah, so let's dive right in. Um, you know, when we go and, and teach programs, we always uh, tell people, come prepared. And one of those things we tell them to come prepared with is rain gear. We're always teaching in the outdoors. And a lot of times they'll pull something out and Ben always says, I'm trying to think how you say this. You'll say, uh, is that your rain jacket? Is that the jacket you brought for your, for your rain jacket? Mm-hmm. And they usually say yes. And yeah. you you kind of have to kindly navigate, well, look, if it does rain really hard for longer than 20 minutes, you're going to be wet. You're going to be wet. You're going to be wet. And I said, well, it's right here it says water repellent, water resistant. It does not mean it's waterproof. Right. Um, it may keep you dry for a short period. Um, but it, it has a different application than being a waterproof rain jacket, right? Yes. Okay. So raincoat, rain jacket, that gets confusing. It does. You know, and that's where this myth came from is we, we just want to educate on what the differences are because when we're running programs, we get groups of people and, you know, I'm not there to tell them that their stuff isn't going to work. Oh, we want to prepare them. I, w- I want them to be, yeah, set up for success before we even go out. So that is kind of a hard, hard uh, line there to – to kind of educate but not, you know, make them feel bad. And to be candid and humble, yeah. I personally got this wrong for a long time, and it was till I kept ending up wet and surrounded myself with people like you, Ben, that I truly learned what was going on. Um, also, got enough money to buy 
the expensive waterproof stuff. So that that's an issue that comes with it too. Um, there are definitely some cheap options that aren't as comfortable, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Let's define the W's. So when you buy something that is for rain, it is either going to say water repellent, water resistant, or waterproof. And they're all three different. So let's start with water repellent and water resistant because they're kind of similar. Water repellent means that the fabric that it's made out of is going to prevent uh, saturation. It's going to shed water, meaning it's going to let that water try to roll off, beat up. It's not going to stay on that fabric. And a lot of times it's got a wax coating or it's been treated with DWR, which is durable water repellent. This is used by all sorts of people in the industry for all different types of products. Mm -hmm. Also, the type of uh, material that it's made out of and the construction of that material will help it be repellent, Correct. meaning that it's actually pushing the water away from it. So two examples, nylon and polyester, They, if they are tightly woven and then sprayed with what you're calling DWR, right. that's going to be that water repellent that we're talking about. Correct. going to be like a... A windbreaker, for example, right? Yeah, because now you're now you're throwing in wind windbreaker. Right. They designed that to block the wind, not getting wet. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Uh, the next is water resistant, and that means that it's also resisting saturation and penetration of those water molecules. And basically, that means it's going to take a little while before it starts to soak in, but eventually, it's going to start soaking in. It's not repelling it; it's just keeping it from soaking in. Um, making it take longer for that to happen. And that's usually due to how tightly woven the material that that's made out of is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be applied with treatments too. Then you get into waterproof, which is considered impenetrable, uh, and the construction of those materials is not going to let water in. Right. It can stand up to a lot of rain over a longer period of time. Um, and then you get into your waterproof breathables, which are the really, really awesome ones that are really, really expensive but you should invest in if you're going to spend a lot of time outdoors. Yeah, and I hope that makes sense to everyone listening out there. There, there are differences in all of those, and you know, there's there are so many different brands and products out there. But let's talk about why we need it really quick first. So our bodies need to stay dry, and we also need to do that by keeping the water off of us well, and why do we, keep. Let's back up even before that. Okay. Why do we need to stay dry? Because our bodies need to stay. Yeah, we're at. You know, 98.6 degrees. So we just go right at 98 degrees. Your body has to stay there. And it's working hard to either keep yourself cool or to keep yourself warm. So here in the Ozarks especially, if you get wet and you have any kind of wind coming in, that starts stealing your body heat. And so you want to maintain your body temperature. And a great way to do that is finding something that is both waterproof and breathable your first line of shelter your quality clothing your quality clothing you know we teach shelter we talk our first line of shelter is clothing and that's why it's so important to know the difference again we've had people come out to our programs thinking they're in a a raincoat something that's going to block that rain to keep them from getting wet underneath it mm -hmm. and they've been deceived they've got something that's just a you know a water repellent that will work for a light mist um, but you also got to add in more than just the rain though too brian we're talking about dew um, you're talking about um, even when fog's heavy and it, and it falls, you know, as, as all the plants and vegetation are wet and you're walking through those things, that's when you're getting into your, all your different types of clothing you're wearing to keep your whole body dry. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about a situation for each of these things we just defined, the resistant, repellent, waterproof, because there's applications for, for all of them. And really resistant and repellent are, are going to kind of be paired together. Um, and then the, the one that really differentiates itself is going to be waterproof. But basically, if it's a right, it's a light drizzle, and you're going from, 
your house to the mailbox and back, then your repellent or your resistance, it's going to be good for you, you know? You can it, be. It, it's, not a, it's not a downpour. You're not going to be out there for a super long time. When you get back, you're, you're going to be mostly dry because that did what it was supposed to do. Now, when you get into, it's raining really hard. I'm going to be out there hiking, fishing, boating for a long time. That's when that resistant and repellent are going to fail you. Shortly in, 30 minutes, hour in, you're going to realize this rain jacket is no longer keeping me dry because it is not waterproof. Yeah, and I don't have stats to to prove this, but just through experience and knowledge and, and buying so many different types of clothing, when we're talking about shoes, so if you're purchasing shoes that have a water repellent spray on them, you know, your shoes are made up of either nylon or polyester. You're, you're probably not talking about leather in this case. And they have this water repellent material on them. As you're walking, you know, out of your house through the grass to get your mail, it's great, right? But anything more than that, honestly, doesn't matter because your body is going to dry out whatever that is that gets you with that light sprinkle. So we are really wanting to put a barrier between ourselves for that consistent rain, that consistent wet, where our bodies cannot dry ourselves out. You know, you can wear a cotton t-shirt. We teach cotton kills because it, it does completely opposite of anything waterproof. It loves it. It sucks all the water in and absorbs it and keeps it there. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. We don't want all that water. We don't want all that trapped water on us. And so, you know, with cotton, it takes forever to dry out. So we want to get into the opposite materials like your nylon and polyester but as brian's talking about the differences you know what is waterproof material what is the difference what is a waterproof material that's what i'm trying to educate these groups of people in our circles that we're, we're looking at their clothing so you know you have polyethylene um, an example of that would be like a sandwich bag like a ziploc yeah. bag trash bag trash bag it's the most common produced plastic in the world it's why you and i carry one in every pack it's a why trash we, bag a trash bag yeah. yeah that's why we tell everyone carry a 55 gallon trash bag that is your your fastest uh poncho fastest cheapest poncho, poncho fastest shelter fastest way to cover your backpack right you want to throw a trash bag over your whole backpack and have it stay dry right cheap quick easy super light and easy to pack but it's waterproof correct and so for that process, on most things that are polyethylene, they will heat the seams. So the seams are heated, which then make those also um, impenetrable to water. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have some problems when you get into polyethylene because it's not very breathable. Yeah, breathable and, and usually not very durable because they put it in such thin layers. Right. Now you can rip and tear mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, which now you lose you're waterproof. Right. Then you have one of my favorite, which is called Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex, I love this stuff because of how waterproof and breathable it is, but it's a man-made yeah. product. Yeah. Gore-Tex is man-made. Um, it's expensive when you buy Very. Uh, some kind of uh, garment that is 100% Gore-Tex. The thing with Gore-Tex, because it's breathable, it's not like that polyethylene where it's a solid membrane layer. Gore-Tex actually is porous. It has holes. However, mm-hmm. those porous and those holes are, uh, I think you told me, 20 times smaller than a molecule of water. 20,000 times 20, smaller. 20,000 times yeah, smaller than a molecule Gore-Tex of water. Website. Yeah. So water is not going to pass through them. However, you are going to get a slight bit of airflow through all of those. So you're you're still going to get hot in there, but it's not like if you just covered yourself in a trash bag. Right. It is it is more breathable mm-hmm. for sure. 
because your body's trying to maintain that temperature with whatever materials you have on. So if you have something that is blocking the rain or, you know, it's keeping you dry, but it's not allowing airflow to come back and forth, you may begin to sweat right. and get hot. And the last one, actually, there's a couple more that really come to come to mind here on the waterproof. But this one, I really only uh, prefer it when it comes to shoes, and mm-hmm. that's rubber. Rubber, I love a good yeah. pair of rubber boots. Yes. Uh, back when I was milking cows or when you go chase turkeys or those, uh, those early deer hunts, rubber not only keeps you dry, can help keep some of the ticks and chiggers off of you. Rubber is great. However, you're going to be hot. It's heavy. You don't really want to wear a rubber jacket. It's not It's not awesome. No, it's not. And, but it will and, keep you dry. And it will keep you dry. Um, you know, some others, PVC, we've, we've talked about that. We, yeah, we vinyl. hear that. PVC polyvinyl. is vinyl. So if you think of an old record player or uh, the, the vinyl clothes from several decades ago, that's that shiny plastic, that's vinyl. But you can still go out and buy a shiny plastic vinyl rain jacket today. And you it can. is going to keep you dry, but it's not going to breathe. And just to clarify, it's polyvinyl chloride. That's where the PVC comes mm-hmm. from. So that was a, a cool thing that I actually learned. I didn't know what PVC stood for. Um, but I've always seen it. And, and again, there are brands out there that use that for their waterproof um, clothing. But on the rubber side, you also have what's called neoprene mm-hmm. and neoprene for me um that's another thing you can throw in the mix it's not necessarily always um you're talking about like uh, if you're going scuba diving a, a, a scuba suit a, a, a wetsuit a wetsuit right. yeah so you're now you're kind of flipping it and we'll talk about this a little bit later but that is another product you can buy that that adds into this chaos and confusion yes because it it's keeping you warm right but it's not really keeping you dry because after all it is called a wet, wet suit, suit correct not a dry suit there are dry suits but they're not made of the neoprene they're actually made of the the vinyl right so yeah um what is some gear to consider you know you've already mentioned shoes we've mentioned jackets should we have all waterproof gear what do you wear what do you recommend and and how do i get it without just spending ten thousand dollars yeah, to dig a little bit more into waterproof, you also have some brands that add insulating layers. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying what they would identify as a coat, it may have it may be waterproof or water repellent slash resistant, but it also has insulation in it. And that's what you're looking for for your, your winter months. You know, you need insulation to help trap your body heat. If if you're buying a raincoat or a jacket that doesn't have insulation in it now you're not staying as warm so you know maybe you're buying a light maybe it's a a very thin raincoat that you're using in the summertime to keep you dry because as you as most people have experienced when they get soaking wet they get cold even in the summertime i remember as a kid we're talking 90 degrees you jump in the cold creek and you spend a couple hours in there when you come out i was always cold like I need to get warmed up. And that's we'd by the fire, slap on a, a long sleeve, whatever, a towel, and kind of get warm again. Yeah. it. And we just came back from <laughs> a, a overnight paddling trip, and it was <laughs> almost 90 degrees outside. Yeah. And you got out, and, and you were cold. I was the, freezing. The water yeah. was cold, and it zaps your body of the heat, especially if there's a breeze at all. Water in the combination with wind 
is going to suck your body heat. So if you can find something that is going to keep you dry and block the wind, that's going to be your best case scenario, especially when you're getting into those cooler months and hypothermia can happen very, very quickly. So to answer your question, you're looking at seasons, you know, what are my temperatures? That's why we always talk about weather, knowing the weather before you go. What season are you in? Um, here in the Ozarks, our seasons are crazy. It can be super hot one day and super cold the next. I mean, it, it, it does change that much. Matter of fact, I have been in situations where I have been in snow, and the next day we had a tornado. Well, so just here very recently, as we sit here to record this right now, it is 60 degrees outside and raining. Mm-hmm. At this very time yesterday, it was 95 degrees and sunny. Right. And so if you're on a two-day trip, one overnight, how do you prepare for that? Mm-hmm. So that's when I, I take into account, okay, I know I always want to keep my core warm, my extremities, my legs, my arms. Yes, in a perfect, if I could take everything I wanted to, I would always have something that covers them. But at the end of the day, I'm always taking something that is truly water proof, which can be, you mm-hmm. know, anything that is waterproof has a life expectancy. At some point it can fail. Right. Right. So all things waterproof. The only thing that's truly waterproof on this earth is a, is a frog's booty. Okay. That's it. <laughs> all right. It's going to tr- keep that water out. But everything that you buy, like if, if you're going anything, I'm going to be 100% dry in this, you're out of your mind right. because at some, at some point it is going to fail. And at some point on, along your journey, you may find a spot on you that is wet. Well, Gore-Tex has said it's called a waterproof material, but it is not 100% waterproof. The fact of the matter is that at some point, whether uh, it's a combination of time and and, um, saturation together, Mm -hmm. you're going to get wet. It may be in little spots here or there. You may have um, a seam that's got an extra hole in it. At some point, you're going to get a little bit wet. Mud, dirt, Mm -hmm. dust, sand. Like the more that your outdoor clothing, your waterproof repellent stuff, as it comes in contact with all that, it starts losing its yeah potency. What you know, stinks is the more that you use it, and the longer, the older that it gets, is it, it doesn't last forever. None of this stuff lasts forever. But Ben, you really taught me how to pick out the good waterproof gear. You really gave me an understanding of this stuff, what to look for when I'm buying, what not to get. Why don't you help everybody understand some of the things that you use? And even when you're looking at water resistant and water repellent, what are some signs of a good water resistant jacket? You know, do I need to look on the inside? Do I need to look at the tag, the material? Help me help everybody through. They can go to the store and not be lost. Mm -hmm. So let's start big and we'll go small. So to help you understand this, adhesive interactions of water particles should always be higher than cohesive interactions for the water to be absorbed. Oh, you yeah, get you it? know what that means? You <laughs> yeah, know what that means? Exactly. Oh, okay. Because what you're looking for is is all these products we talked about, if it has any kind of porous holes in it, in any of the materials, it has those pores have to be smaller right. than the water molecules. Well, let, let me explain a water molecule on a, a tried, uh, elementary organic chemistry level here Mm -hmm. so that hopefully it can be easily understood water is polar you've probably heard that before but maybe you've not stopped to think what that means what that means is just think about a magnet it's got a positive end and a negative end and the opposites attract right Mm -hmm. so if your clothing starts to suck a molecule of water through it the other molecule of water 
that has a positive and a negative end is going to be attracted to that water molecule. And once one goes through, it's like a waterfall. It, they form this long chain and it's going to start pulling everything in. That's why when you pour a glass of water, you can pour the water level over the top of the rim of your glass mm -hmm. because water has a positive and negative end and it attaches to itself. Mm -hmm. So once you have a void in your clothing, you're done for because it's pulling more water in. Yeah. And so. also with that being said, that is some of the stance that they go with with some of these materials and some of these um that some of the application some of the things they put apply to this clothing, it's actually repelling, so it may have a different charge than your water molecule to push it away. Right. And so that's when you get into really researching what brand the brands you're buying, how are they made? What is it made of? What are they saying it is? Because you first want to look at what is the material itself? What material? Is it polyethylene or is it nylon? And then from there, do they are they adding in membranes that's going to keep that water from coming all the way through the jacket? Or are they only adding repellent sprays? You know, there's a lot of products out there that, that they're just sprayed down, even your boots. This is where it comes into your boots and shoes. A lot of them come with that that repellent spray. Yeah, for me, if if I'm buying a pair of shoes, if they're not, if it's not rubber boots, if I'm buying a pair of let's say hiking shoes, mm -hmm. and it doesn't say Gore-Tex, I actually don't buy them. Me too. I, I pay the I don't buy waterproof shoes that don't say they're Gore-Tex because I there is don't. a membrane that is within your it's shape of your lining. boot. Yeah, it's yeah. it is a lining, and it is going to perform really well. Again, eventually, like all shoes. They blow out at some point in there in the membrane, and you can eventually get a, a weak spot. So, and and that's due to what you just explained why water it loves itself and it's mm -hmm. going to find itself. Um, so when I'm looking for products, I'm I'm really looking at first. I want a raincoat. I want to keep my core dry, and also want to keep that wind from coming through and taking away my heat. So I'm looking for that. I rarely buy a a wind jacket. You know, a wind jacket is just going to block the wind, but not the wet. Because most part, if I layer up a few shirts, it's going to do the trick. Right. I'm staying dry, so I'm good. So I'm usually first going for my jacket. And then if the jacket doesn't have insulation, I've got to take some sort of, some sort of form of insulation with me, which I usually use the wool. That's what I love the most. And because now you're getting into the materials and the fabrics again. Is it waterproof? No. But it will retain 80% of your body heat when soaking wet. So I love to combine wool with my rain jackets. And so now I have an insulator and then I have a waterproof barrier. But also, don't forget this, when you're looking for a raincoat in specific, so specifically, you want to ensure that all of your seams, so a seam is anywhere they've connected those fabrics together, like the sleeves, you know, where zippers are coming into the jacket, your hood, all of those things, if they are not taped, so they, they need to be taped, they're usually not heat treated, they're gonna be taped, and if they're not taped, well, then that definitely is going to get wet very quickly. Mm -hmm. Water loves itself. It's going to get into those spots. So look for your taped seams. And then you also, on your zipper, on the front of your zipper, if it doesn't have a barrier in front of your zipper or behind it or the zipper itself doesn't have that membrane where it comes, to comes together, when you are in a downpour and you're standing there, water will find its way in through those areas. So make for sure that your seams are taped. Yeah, and, and to advocate for what you're saying, that when you when someone shows you a rain jacket, that's the first thing you always do. You always look inside of it mm -hmm. to make sure the seams are taped. And when you're doing that, you're opening opening up to the inside 
uh, lining of that jacket, and you're going to see where the seams are, and you're literally going to see where somebody with clear tape has covered all of those seams. That's because where they've sewn and passed that needle through over and over again as a mm-hmm. hole, as a void. Mm-hmm. So they have to cover that. Um, I laugh at this, and it seems almost like, yeah, right, you've never seen this, but I have seen it multiple times. And that's when someone has a rain jacket that does not have a hood on it. Yeah. Yes. To me, I'm like, well, you, now you've got this big old hole on top of it. Right. So I first look at the collar because a lot of them will come in with a pop-out. Mm-hmm. So sometimes kids or Maybe or unzip adults, the collar and it yeah, pops out. It usually yeah. pops out. So a lot of times, if it is an actual raincoat, it'll be tucked in somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, if it's not, then it's no longer a raincoat. It's you know, a rain catcher, you know, and I mean, you're, it's going to run down from your head to your back, your underclothing, your insulating layers are going to get wet. Yeah. So look for a hood, mm-hmm. look for tape seams, check the material to make sure it's some type of water repellent material. And it may even say that it's treated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, ideally in a perfect world, I'm buying all my rain gear, pants, shoes, hat, gloves, everything that is Gore-Tex. Now the downside to that, Ben, mm-hmm. It's expensive. It is expensive. It, so it, it costs. I mean, to get a, a pant jacket suit that's all Gore-Tex, you're talking about five or six hundred dollars. Right. So if I don't have that, let's say I have um, let's say I have a water-resistant Under Armour jacket. Mm-hmm. My seams are taped, but it's just kind of a thin, maybe almost soft-feeling material. Is there anything else? that I can do to that to make sure that I, I'm staying dry? Is there other precautions? Can I wear a trash bag over it, under it? Is there something I can spray on there? Or do I just have to save up for a $600 jacket? You know, there's a lot of, that's, that's a great question. If I already had a coat that was supposedly a waterproof jacket, and I look and I see that those all the seams are taped, um, you know, it's so important that they've done something with the zipper as well, that it's taped or it has that membrane. Um, but if it's still causing me some problems, I am going to use a water repellent spray. I am because it does work. But at the end of the day, if you are in rain for all day long, you and I fish tournaments and we have been in tournament fishing where you're literally in it, standing in it from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. I mean, it, it rained all day long. A lot of the products out there eventually at some point will fail somewhere mm-hmm. within the outfit. You know, when if I have uh, my Ooh, Gore-Tex outfit, outfit now on, I look snazzy. Yeah, you look good, but <laughs> it can fail. You know, when I sit down, when I bend over, you're stretching the fabric. You know, uh, it can only do so much. If you're setting down in a pool of water, now you're you've got pressure, and it's it's you have to understand that that rain gear is really designed to beat off that water for a certain amount of time. Yeah, but gravity gravity is your friend gra- when it comes to rain gear. Yes. If you're standing and that water is hitting and, and the garment is doing its job, repelling, pushing that water away, well, the gravity is going to take it to the ground. Yeah. If you lay down in that same spot and let it pool on your chest, it's not going to keep you as dry as if you were standing there. Right. And and so to answer your question on, on how do I do it, what would I do, it really comes down to your preference and your comfort. I mean, they even sell waterproof socks. Right. So in theory, you wouldn't even have to buy waterproof boots. You could buy <laughs> waterproof socks and wear it in your boots and be good to go. So for me, what my what I love to do or works for me best is I have a Gore-Tex rain jacket. I know that at some point, if it's going to rain on me all day long, I know at some point somewhere on it, it's going to fail. So that's why my insulating layer, if I do get cold, is wool because it can get a little wet and it's still going to keep me warm. So there's my answer to that problem. I have a hood. 
So if I want to buy a stocking cap that isn't expensive, my, my rainproof hood is going to keep that dry. So the other cost would be, do I need gloves? Is it the type of season where I need gloves to keep my hands warm and dry? And I'm going to get a Gore-Tex Gore pair of gloves. So I've got Gore-Tex gloves, a Gore-Tex coat, and then honestly, the rest is just kind of preference. Most of the time, I'm wearing Chacos or sandals. They can get wet all they want to, as long as I'm keeping my core dry. You mm -hmm. know, the only time I'm really getting into waterproof boots is if I'm walking through, you know, you and I do morning programs. It'll be due on the ground of a day, and then later it's it's not. And that's a perfect setup for me to wear my boots, you know, right. to keep my feet dry. Um, but if it's going to rain and it's not super cold, I'm going sandals, I'm going shorts, and I'm keeping my upper core warm. And, and so it really depends on the seasons, but it also depends on what you're most comfortable with, and, and I hope that helps. Yeah, let's, let's end with a couple stories, uh, maybe to, just to keep ourselves humble, kind of our enlightening or our awakening moments to this topic that we're talking about. And mine was actually with you. Mm -hmm. This was several, several years ago, but we, you and I were fishing at a bass tournament, and it was supposed to rain all day. And it did. It rained all day. I think we were out there for nine hours, and there was not one minute, not one second of that day that it did not rain. Right. I actually think it was really good. I think we caught a lot of fish. It was a I, good fishing day. We might even, we get third? I don't know. We did really, we did well. We were towards the top. Right. It was a good day, lots of fish. But when I showed up, I actually had a uh, waterproof, I'm doing quotations quotes, now, you doing can't see here, me, yeah. waterproof jacket. It was very thin. It wasn't super cold out. I think it may have even been like May. It was April or May. So it was getting warm. Um, it was a taped seam jacket. The inside was taped, but it was just this kind of soft feeling material. Um, you said, do you want to borrow my extra Gore-Tex suit? And me being several inches taller than you, I didn't want to wear this tiny thing because I knew it probably wasn't going to be I shouldn't say tiny. You this assumed thing it was that, tiny. This yeah. thing was yeah. smaller than I needed. Yeah. I didn't want to wear it all day for nine hours. I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. And I said, no, I'm good. I've got this. This is a waterproof jacket. And you said, no, are you sure? You probably That's probably going to fail. You're probably going to get wet. You just Gore-Tex suit. No, 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 no. I'm good. Well, within an hour, it was like I was wearing nothing. Mm -hmm. I was completely soaked. This jacket, which... I asked you why you said that to me that day, and it was, well, I could tell that kind of soft material was going to kind of absorb and grab onto those water molecules, right. not really bead them off. Um, and even though it was taped, it was just so thin, and the zipper did not have a membrane on right. it as well. So all right. that water was coming in my front. So you have to have all these things in play. And then from then on, I was like, I put the Gore-Tex on. It was uncomfortable because it was a little small, but I was dry the rest of the day because I had the Gore-Tex went out and got myself the Gore-Tex, wear it, support it, push it. Not affiliated with it at all. Wish I was, Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's but great. But if you can find a way to swing Gore-Tex, save up for it, get you get you products that have Gore-Tex in them. Yeah, and be careful too. There is um, products that are just sprayed with Gore-Tex mm. repellent spray. Right. So they do have their own repellent spray, and it works well, but remember, it wears out. So yeah. you have to keep applying that. Uh, my quick story is that th this is really the first time that I, I – really ever had to dig into what is this. This is where I started my my journey of what in the world is waterproof. How do I stay dry? Insulation. Yeah, how do I stay warm? You know, we're gigging. Um, you gig in the wintertime. Um, actually, you can gig earlier than that, but in the wintertime, the fish are slower, so it's a lot easier to gig. Gigging suckers. Gigging suckers. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, let me clarify. So we were gigging suckers, um, and it's really cold. And so I went to the local store, 
bought a pair of what I thought was was waterproof gloves. It was neoprene. And said water gloves. Water gloves. Yeah. yeah. It was the worst night of my life. My hands hurt so bad because, you know, as you're, you've got this big long pole and you are, are trying to stick fish, trying mm-hmm. to gig them, stick them. And as you pull it back out of the water, the pole's wet. So your hands are getting soaked. Well, my gloves got super wet, but they were wet and we're talking, you know, in the 30s. My hands started hurting so bad and I couldn't figure out. I was like, I bought these gloves. Why are my hands in pain? Well, neoprene works because it's it's along the line of rubber more than than the plastic side but i should have filled them with water and then my body would have warmed the water up and that was the insulating layer is in theory the water but that really only works under water more than above so that was started my journey to then realize you know what there is this thing called gore-tex and when you buy gloves there is an insulating usually an insulating layer in it when you're buying the thick gloves and so once I made that transition and my hands stayed dry and there was insulation, so they stayed warm, it just transformed my life on my hands. And I'm like, it's got to work for the rest of my body, right. you know? So, and there's so many more stories and things to talk about in regards to clothing, um, but you want to keep yourself dry. And the best way to do that is, is finding, you know, yeah. Gore-Tex. Um, Hopefully us sharing here and some of our failures will help people avoid some of those. Go to your closet before you go out this fall, check, check what you've got, check your seams. Um, and, and maybe that will help you enjoy your time outdoors more this fall. Ben, do you have anything that you, that you want to add on this topic of rain clothing? You know, I don't want to stress anybody out out there about, man, this stuff's expensive. Um, so start saving. I mean, really save for a really good rain coat. Mm -hmm. There are other brands. There are some other membranes besides Gore-Tex that are out there that people love. So do your research. Um, there's even brands that, that use PVC. PVC will keep you very, very dry, but it's not as breathable. So you may sweat a little bit. So what activity you're doing combined with, with those types of membranes and materials. So do your research, find out what's, what you're doing, what's your goal, what's your location, what are you doing? And then, uh, find out what product works best for you. Yes. We hope this information helps you guys stay warm and dry this fall when you're enjoying the great outdoors. That is it for this episode of Myth Monday with the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Please hit the automatic download and subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the podcast. Share with your friends and family and on your social media so we can watch our podcast grow and see everybody become more connected to the outdoors and their family. If you want to support us, please find our link tree on any of our social accounts. Go to our Patreon and sign up. We would be so, so thankful for that. We are just thankful that you listen. Between now and the next episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, we hope that you find some time to go enjoy the outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.